In this episode, I chatted with Virgil Smith, a graduate of the master's program at MSNE. Virgil shares that his interest in engineering became apparent as an undergraduate in the United States Military Academy, where he learned about dynamic systems and multi-criteria decision analysis. While attending USMA, he decides, along with one of his classmates, that the next logical step would be to pursue a graduate degree in MSNE. Virgil also discusses his time at Stanford and his plans for the future, including a position in aerospace with Northrop Grumman. Hi, my name is Virgil Smith. Just finished my master's in Stanford Management Science and Engineering with a concentration in health systems modeling. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, I was born and raised in Walnut Creek, California, so in the East Bay. Nominally, this should make me a, a cow bear, but I couldn't stand fearing the tree for a lifetime, uh, so instead I became one. So yeah, that's not too far from, from Stanford. No, not too far. <laughs> Super close. Yeah. Um, so the next question is, how did you become interested in engineering? I became interested in engineering while I was an undergraduate at uh, the United States Military Academy introduced uh, to dynamic systems and multi-criteria decision analysis. I was instantly hooked. Um, now, having taken MSME 220 and 226, um, I have to qualify the level of uncertainty you know associated with my results. And had I known then what I do now, I certainly would have quantified it. Um, but using dynamic systems back in 2010. Uh, I was able to predict uh, the demographic population and accessions trajectory of the Afghan National Army from 2011 to 2014. And the predictive ability of uh, that modeling experience, as superficial as, as it was as an undergraduate, was fascinating to me. And I, I was forevermore an engineering management disciple. Nice. As far as uh, MSNE, why did you choose MSNE? I chose MSNE because it is, it's a storied tradition. I, I remember when I was finishing my degree at USMA, I was in a capstone project with a friend of mine, and we had agreed that uh, Having done our internship, our academic internship together, uh, and having worked on the capstone together, we agreed that we would go our separate ways in the Army, uh, but that we would come back and we would go to Stanford uh, for our graduate degrees and that MSNE it would be. And I, it's, hard, it's hard to say, just as I knew when I was in the second or third grade, I wanted to go to West Point. I just knew at that time, my senior year, that I wanted to go to Stanford. My, a couple of our professors had been, um, and I know that Stanford MSNE has a long history of uh, distinguished graduates, a historic tradition in the field uh, of quantitative modeling. And I felt like uh, the, I, my values really aligned with the culture and that I, it was a place I could feel at home. That's interesting that you said you, want, you knew that you were going to go to you said West Point when you were second or third grade. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very on, very very early on. It's I think it um, I think it speaks to the the value of um, 
of visualization. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious, was one of your parents in the military or? No, I have, uh, I have no uh, immediate family in the military, had no immediate family in the military. Um, mm -hmm. But I was in the second grade and my buddy uh, brought in a, a book on uh, Marine Corps Force Reconnaissance, which is now um, Marine Special Operations Command, MARSOC. And, uh, you know, it was a bunch of guys in camo and in the swamps and in the south of the United, the contiguous United States. And we just thought it was so cool. So, uh, so we said, well, we want to go to, we want to go to West Point because we didn't realize at the time that you had to go to Annapolis to be a Marine Corps officer. And uh, yeah, that book, that friend, yeah. that experience. And I just knew it. That's awesome. Um, so the next question is, and I think you kind of maybe touched on this already, but can you tell us a little bit about your area of concentration within MSNE? Yeah, my area of concentration uh, was health systems modeling. And uh, I got to work on some uh, incredible projects. I mean, first of all, I got interested in it because uh, I spent the last eight years on active duty as a medical service corps officer. And my area of concentration there was health operations. And it seemed like a natural fit to, to dive into health systems modeling from a background in military healthcare. Um, while I was in MSNE through the HSM concentration, uh, I got to work on projects in courses like HRP 392, MSNE 355, MSNE 463, and MSNE 263. A lot of great opportunities to really dive into the, the nitty gritty. I got to um, evaluate cost effectiveness of postpartum hemorrhage toolkits. I got to work on influence diagrams for battlefield casualty management. So the, um, the next question is, how did the pandemic affect your last year at Stanford? I thought a lot about this question and I decided that the transparent approach was better. Um, not to lie, uh, it, was, it was tough. Um, the pandemic was tough, it was disruptive and um, a def definitely provided an opportunity for a lot of personal growth. And hopefully uh, I speak for, for more than myself uh, in this regard. Yeah, I, I think you I, do. Sorry, yeah, go I ahead. Find it, <laughs> sorry, I find it hard to believe that I was the only one who, who had a rough, um, a rough adjustment. Um, or not a rough, just, just challenging. It continues to be tough for a lot of folks, uh, for a lot of people. We did some quantitative modeling and some dashboard uh, analysis for opioid usage uh, at the Stanford uh, Hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrapped it up with a, with a paper on uh, human asset management effects uh, on active duty army suicide rates. So a broad range of very interesting topics. But it definitely reinforces uh, the value of establishing and maintaining strong uh, support networks, which is definitely something I was able to do uh, in the first two quarters before we went uh, virtual and distance. I think it, it's, uh, it can be easy uh, to, for some to compartmentalize some challenging experiences and 
kind of suppress those doubts. Um, you know, when I was onboarding at Stanford with MSND, there was a lot of talk of, um, you know, the imposter syndrome and, and the duck analogy. I definitely heard those more than once onboarding. And uh, I think we're high achievers, strong thinkers, and um, people who are really uh, vigorous for, for life and learning are, are vulnerable to those types of um, those feelings. And, uh, but I think it's helpful and honest, uh, helpful to be honest and transparent about those uncertainties in our lives so that we can, we can deal with them. And uh, I had an incredible group of uh, core friends and, um, and mentors even uh, at Stanford that I was able to rely on and, and really get through it. Great. Well, I'm glad that you found your core network of people that you could, you know, tap into when you needed it. Yes, absolutely. And many of them were in student services. Uh, I, Lori is, uh, Lori was a rock. And so I'm very grateful for the whole student services team, uh, yourself included, certainly for the support during the, during the challenges of, of virtual grad school. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you. So the next question is, what are your career plans for after Stanford and how did you decide on them? I, my career plans after Stanford are converging, but they remain relatively open-ended. And I think that's one of the great aspects of the MSNE program is its versatility. Uh, and then the way it prepares both undergraduates and graduates for work in a very diverse uh, set of industry. I had, like I said, envisioned transitioning to healthcare and I'm not super spiritual, but I do recognize that for, for those to whom Taoism speaks, there is uh, the idea of the a kind of, of river of life, the, that there's a natural flow to the consequences in the universe. And um, I more or less followed that. I, I found exciting opportunities in space and in aerospace. Uh, so I will be heading to Northrop Grumman um, here in a couple weeks down in Los Angeles, and uh, I'm continuing to pursue some other uh, some other avenues in healthcare and uh, in space, and we'll see where they take me. Very nice. Yeah, I feel like um, space and and aerospace and, and it's definitely growing, like especially in in private sectors. Yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of exciting, um, what are one or two things you're excited about for your future? And it could be anything. I, I think I was thinking about this question and um, what excites me most about my future is kind of ironically, it's foundation. The, our, you know, our futures are built by our experiences, our relationships, the academic rigor, uh, you know, that we pride ourselves on. And I think what's most exciting is about moving forward is just for a second to turn around and, and see where we've been. Um, and uh, so with that being said, you know, built on the kind of foundation that we have, the possibilities are endless. And that's, that's the second thing that's exciting about the future. Um, the versatility, the opportunities for new growth, and looking forward to more relationships. Nice. 
So what advice do you have for future students um, at Stanford and, and MSNE, and how can they make the best use of their time here? I think any answer that you know I could give um, might uh, run the risk of being a little presumptive. That is to say that my experiences are not, my experiences at Stanford um, were, were tremendous. I, I had an, an amazing uh, time while I was at Stanford. You know, before I jump into any kind of, you know, recommendations, uh, I just want to set the context that Stanford is obviously um, and will continue to be obviously a, a premier institution, uh, especially in MSNE because of its graduates and, and their continued work in quantitative modeling. And so to people who are applying to future MSD graduates, I would just say, do continue to do what got you here, right? So whatever that, whatever your formula is uh, for success, continue to do it, whether that's, you know, mine was work hard, don't cheat, play nice um, and learn everything you can. Um, on top of that, I would just say, get the requirements done, uh, certainly, and then take a, an extra class in a different concentration. You know, compete for, for a, a, a competitive enrollment class or a business school course. Definitely stop by the student services team, uh, say hi and mm -hmm. tell them thanks, but also, you know, catch a live music session by students and and uh, some lecturers get to the Stanford golf course, um, wear sunscreen. Yeah. So uh, did you go to the golf course often when you were at Stanford, when it was open? <laughs> I am not much of a golfer. I prefer the tennis courts, but I have lots of friends who did absolutely utilize the Stanford golf course. Nice. So speaking of Stanford, what will you miss most about Stanford and uh, I guess the Bay Area since you're moving to LA? I will, uh, I miss the people, uh, first and foremost. Um, so special thanks to the professors that I had, Dr. Uh, Pate Cornell, Dr. Brandau, Dr. Johari, uh, Goel Saberian, and Dr. Schachter. Um, so the, the people, first and foremost, uh, the professors, student services, friends that you make along the way. Um, and besides that, I can remember when I was when it was in person, uh, it was much more palpable. But even even distance, I think the students did a, a good job of uh, of cultivating. It's just a it's an atmosphere of it's an electric atmosphere. It's it's vibrant. It's lively. Student union is busy, and uh, it's amazing being surrounded by by so many talented. Um, and uh, smart, hardworking people. Palo Alto's far enough south; we don't really get the uh, the San Francisco fog um, as much. So it's I can't, I won't miss that. I will miss the. I would say I miss the sunshine, but I'm heading down to Los Angeles. So yeah, I just I'll, I'll miss the atmosphere. I'll miss the people.